0: It's an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN.
1: Well, Troy, you tell me, should I be joining threads and telling Twitter to kick rocks? Give it a little time. Are you
0: on it yet? Yeah, I reserved my name last night. Oh man, this
1: actually might be my shot to get actually at Mitch Fortner. I've Uh, been trying on Twitter for years to get that.
0: Actually, not a bad idea on your part. Go ahead and do it. You have an Instagram account, don't you?
1: Yes, and my Instagram is at Mitch Fortner. Then you're set to go.
0: Oh okay. You should have the same username. You'll just have to get the app itself and go from there. But it's it's uh definitely mm, a work in progress. The updating and threading of it is non-existent in terms of uh trying to organize anything into say a conversation
1: the person that has Mitch fortner on twitter is a um, civil engineer He's a texas a&m fan he's from longview texas and he has tweeted five times in the last two years in a month <laughs> and i have even dm'd him i'm like uh, uh, how much uh, uh, does uh, it uh. take to get the at mitch fortner and he never got back to me my guess is because he doesn't know how to use dms probably it is an older gentleman I really want at Mitch Fortner. I'm glad I got it on Instagram. Or actually, it's not really an ad. It's just my name. I don't know if that's... Is is that like a tag in yes. a way? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, well. I lucked out then. I know there's a couple of Mitch Fortners out there. There used to be a beat writer for Florida State. That was... His name is Mitch Fortner. Okay. And he even friended me on Facebook back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Other than that, I don't know. I could do another search and find out how many of those of our Mitch Fortners are out there. But I'm sure it's not a whole lot. Uh, Georgia Tech's uh, women's basketball coach has the last name Fortner. Mm-hmm. Don't know if we're related. But, uh, also, there was a Fortner on um, King of the Hill, a character with the last name Fortner. He was a big-time propane tycoon. I was like, this makes sense. He's a boss. I totally get it. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner alongside Troy Coverdale. Just us two today. We're on until 530. That's when the Royals take over. This will be taking on the Minnesota Twins 5.30 for pregame today and tomorrow. I want to get this news out there right now because this is actually information that just dropped a few moments ago from K-State Athletics. They sent emails to the media, and I'm not going to get too deep into this right now because I want to get to the preseason poll here in just a moment. Plus, I also got to log into my email here on this computer that I forgot to, and I messed up my password on the first try. I hate that. I hate mess... Anyway. So, Here's the headline: K State is now looking to sell the rights to the name of Bramlage Coliseum, and I'm actually I'm I'm a bit surprised of all the positive reaction that's been to that, and people having fun with just coming up with creative names. So I'm just going to get it out there right now at Mitch the Ford on Twitter. You can DM me, or I've put a tweet out there. You can just comment on that of your fun or like what you feel like would be an, a legit name, new name for Bramlage Coliseum. And tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a top 10 list on the 10 best new names for Bramlage Coliseum. So just getting it out there right now. If you come up with something good, just let me know at Mitch The Fort on Twitter. So really, the uh, let's just go in order of the news breaking earlier today. The And we knew this was coming out today. The Big 12 preseason poll is out. The media voting. 67 media members voting on this year's poll. And uh, boy, I tell you what, I don't think I saw a single surprise. Not a single one. Texas is the number one team in the Big 12, according to the media here in the preseason. The only surprise is it took Texas 11 years to once again be voted first place in the Big 12. I was actually a bit surprised when I looked back and did all the research to see when was the last time K- or Texas rather was first place in the preseason poll. 2012 was the last time. Wow. And that's when they finished third, and they lost to K-State in the last game of the regular season, and the Cats end up sharing the big 12 championship with oklahoma
0: in other words reiterating that texas is an entity propped up by the national media and not so much the conference media
1: or you know it's another year that uh people legit think texas is back and back back for good let's put it that way back for good last year they were pretty good Pretty good. They played themselves out of a Big 12 title spot. If K-State were to lose one more game after losing to Texas, they're out. Texas is in. They're one game out of playing for the title against TCU, and the team that actually kept them out of the Big 12 championship game was not Kansas State. It was TCU in a low-scoring game in Austin. Max Duggan, if I remember correctly, it was kind of just, well, of course, defense. It was a defensive game, and I'm very surprised – TCU's defense played that well in Austin. It was really, I think it was just the Max Duggan show there at the end. But anyway, maybe I'm mixing games up, but I, I remember it was a low scoring game. But Texas has received 41 first place votes. You know, K State in points wasn't crazy far off. No. Really, it was just, you know, it, from doing the math, just about every Texas first place vote. All those voters most likely had K-State second. So most of the votes, I would think, was Texas one, K-State two in a majority of them. K-State is in second place in the preseason poll with 14 first place votes. Now, I think there should be more offense over this. There should be more uproar about this. Forget about Texas. I think they're going to be really good this year. I voted them second. First play in it, again, it's preseason poll, and that's not really a big deal. However, Oklahoma had just one player on the preseason poll, and that was on the preseason team, and that was a defensive lineman. And I remember when I was filling out my poll, I didn't think anybody really deserved to be on it. I just put somebody on there. as Danny Stutzman, who's a linebacker. He's pretty good, and he was pretty good last year. I put him on my preseason poll, but I just wanted one player from every team to be on there. Since we have a brand new Big 12 now. But Oklahoma receives four first place votes. I'm sure they're all out of Norman. And they finished, they're picked to finish third. After a losing record last year. And they're basically hoping that the transfer portal is their best friend this season. And one selection on the all-conference
0: teams released yesterday.
1: Right, that's what, yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like so odd. I was, yes, it's weird because KU is picked to finish ninth, and they got four players on the Big Twelve preseason team. It just it it it's just a little wonky about some of the voting. I'm not criticizing any fan base for believing that their team could be the next Big Twelve champion.
0: Preseason polls, man.
1: But it's it just some <laughs> of the voting gets a little weird sometimes. It's like in a way, it just doesn't make sense. And right. to me, that was just the biggest. Kind of head-scratcher, right? But I, I mean, I said it yesterday, and I've said it many times. I actually I voted KU ninth. Let's see. I think I have my poll here somewhere. They're ninth. I had Oklahoma 5th. Okay. So you're not very far off. But the thing is, like, I felt like Oklahoma could easily be 5th, but they could also easily be 10th. Like, that 5 to 10, I was just like, you know what? I honestly don't have a, a clue. That, that middle of the pack— what we feel like is in the preseason, middle of the pack, is anybody's ball game. Last year, there were four or five teams that we felt could make it to Arlington, and I'm sure in all those markets, the media is like, "All right, in Austin, we're going to put Texas there. Stillwater, Oklahoma State is in. In Waco, Baylor's in. Manhattan, Kansas, the Cats are in the Big Twelve Championship. But dang, who do I put in that second spot? It could be either one of these four teams. Well, and it I, is
0: anybody's ballgame. And I think as you look at the numbers in terms of the points put together, it shows because it got really close as you kind of filter down. UCF only was two points better than KU,
1: as an example, in the point totals. Yeah, point totals, yeah, like you said, yeah, in some places very close. I mean, between Texas Tech and TCU for four and five, just two yeah. points. Yeah. Separate them. So here's the full preseason poll. Just one through 14. Just run right through them, and I'll give you first-place votes as well. One is Texas with 41 first-place votes. Second is K-State at 14 first-place votes. Third place, Oklahoma, with four first-place votes. Texas Tech also got four first-place votes, but they are behind uh, Oklahoma by 29 points. TCU received three first-place votes. They're in fifth with 727 points. Again, just two points behind the Red Raiders. Baylor 6, Oklahoma State 7. We'll get back to them here in a second. And I disagree at 7. UCF 8, that's fine. KU at 9, that's fine. Iowa State at 10, sure, whatever, maybe not. BYU 11, that's fine. Houston at 12, I agree. Cincinnati 13, I think that's underrated. I really do. And then 14, West Virginia, absolutely. Back to Oklahoma State. I remember this happening... Gosh, it feels like this is like the third time in the last five years. And this happened recently with K-State. I think this was actually 2018. I think this was Bill Steiner's last year. Where, really, a team like Oklahoma State is not anywhere close to being in the top five in the voting. But somebody voted them first place. One person in the entire Big 12 media thought that this team that nobody else believes in is going to be the Big 12 champion. K-State, I think, and if I remember correctly, it was 2018, got one first-place vote, and the search was on. Who in the world voted K-State first (laughs) place? Because nobody else agreed. Did not think it was going to be K-State's year. (laughs) It turns out, and I wonder if everybody remembers this, it was the Texas Spanish broadcaster... That's right. ...that voted K-State first place. Now... The search isn't really on, but I am very curious as to who voted Oklahoma State first place because I am not a believer in Oklahoma State this year. Alan Bowman is a transfer quarterback. We'll see. I, I just, I'm not very high on Oklahoma State this year. I think I had them at 10. You know, they could easily be a 500 team, five and seven. Very easily, yeah. Um,
0: and they've not had the same swagger. The same attitude,
1: really, for a couple of seasons. Well, and the transfer portal kicked their butt this year. Yes, it did. Oh. I mean, they lost a lot of players. A lot of players from last year's team. This is a, uh, God, this is a, talk about a rebuild. This is a, feels like a remodel. I for, Yeah. For, for uh, Mike Gundy. But no surprise, Texas at number one. Even though, yes, they've been getting a lot of hype, you know, their story is very similar heading into this season as K State's when it comes to who's being replaced, who's coming back. So if you look at the positions, it's almost the exact same story for both of these teams. K State picked to finish second in the conference is pretty big. Like, it's finally like K State's getting the preseason respect they deserve, but it feels. I know for a lot of this fan base, and maybe for a lot of the Big 12, can't speak for the rest of the Big 12, but I think I can speak for K-State fans, that it seems a bit comical that Texas is once again one of the favorites to win the conference, receiving first place votes, even though it's the first time in 11 years Texas has been picked to win the Big 12. Because it seems like Texas is always overrated, that they never live up to their preseason expectations. And it's not just the preseason poll. It's also preseason, and I'm talking about the Big 12 poll, it's also the preseason top 25. Mm -hmm. And Texas, you know, very good chance they're a top 10 team hanging into this college football season. So it made me wonder, in the last 11 years, and I even went back as far as 2011 when K-State, like 2011 was like the first year that I can recall that K-State was greatly underrated heading into that season. Plus, I also thought that 2011 team really caught a lot of people by surprise. Not only in the Big 12, not only in Manhattan, Kansas, across the country. Mm-hmm. Starting undefeated until Oklahoma came to town. We wanted college game day to be here. Right. They didn't come. They went to uh, USC Stanford instead. Turns out that Oklahoma State, or Oklahoma rather, would run away in the second half with that game and here in Manhattan. But it was a very big year for the Cats. It was a 10-win season. And then lost to uh, Arkansas in the in the in the Cotton Bowl, so I went back to 2011 because of that. And I was like, you know what? Let's actually let's do the numbers here. How many years was Texas honestly overrated? How many times were they underrated? How many times did the media get it right? Those numbers coming up at five ten. That'll lead off a short hour number two. Exactly how many times in the last eleven or twelve preseason polls has the Texas Longhorns been overrated, not lived up to the hype. That's coming up at 510. But coming up next, the big news from K-State today, looking for a new name for Bramwich Coliseum, and those details are up next. Corrosion of conformity brings us back to the game. How about that? A low major grunge band. Eh, they're more of a mid, eh, more of a mid. They would still need to win their conference tournament, though, to get into the, uh, the NCAA tournament. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale. The phone number is 537-1350. On with you until 530. Let's get into the big news that was uh, announced by K-State just a few moments ago. The email got to me and Troy at 327 p.m. As we uh, do the show live, that was an hour ago. An hour and one minute ago. Here is the news on the heels of one of the most memorable athletic seasons in school history, no doubt. K-State Athletics announced today in partnership with Independent Sports and Entertainment to identify a potential naming rights partner for Bramlage Coliseum, home of the Wildcats men's and women's basketball teams. ISE is a sports marketing agency with a focus on revenue generation for sports and entertainment organizations through premium sales opportunities. ISE is heavily involved in college val- uh, venue rather, naming rights, having successfully run six searches in the past 18 months, totaling $130 million to university partners on campuses across the country. And this from Gene Taylor. He says, as we move forward in the Big 12 Conference, it is crucial that we continue to explore new avenues and revenue, to then invest back into our student-athletes and their experience at K-State. We had a great conversation with the Bramlage family, and as this process unfolds, we will continue to inform them on our progress and all potential naming ideas and options. Just
0: of note, ISE has helped Wake Forest and Vanderbilt, among others, with naming rights.
1: Yeah, I love all this. I love it. Now, a new name for Bramlage will be very tough, I think, to get used to. Heck, a lot of us struggled with, first it was the Sprint Center, then it's T-Mobile Center. A lot of people still call it Sprint Center. They haven't even adjusted. Like, I just know it is Sprint Center. It's going to be Sprint Center. Well, things changing here at, uh, here at Kansas State. I, I think a big reason why I do like it a lot, first of all, I mean, yes, it's going ger- to generate a lot more money for the athletic department as for the reasons I just mentioned. But also, Troy, you're more the historian I am. Let's remind everybody who Fred Bramlage was.
0: Businessman, member of the military during World War II, uh, primarily was the local Coors distributor based out of Junction City. And he laid down the first donation and really headlined the donations for bramlage coliseum when it was in the planning stages two million dollar donation
1: he was a big time local businessman Mm -hmm. he was inducted into the kansas business hall of fame in 1990 unfortunately he died in junction city in march of 1992 just my feeling is if there was anybody that would truly understand this move it would be fred bramlage being the businessman that he is just my opinion. I don't know that for a fact, of course, but just my my thought. And I mean, it, it, Bramlage has been called Bramlage, you know, since 1988 for a long time. Yeah,
0: November is going to mark 35 years that they've played basketball at the Coliseum.
1: And I would imagine. I mean, the way we are now transitioning into you know what college athletics now is and what it's probably going to be with, of course, a lot more money involved, to me, this is a smart move. And I don't disagree with it at all. Now, what I've really loved is seeing the, all the ideas that could, you know, a lot of them, of course, aren't any, anything close to being a possibility to what would, be the, what would become the naming rights. Because as you would think, it would have to be, of course, a major company with a lot of money and advertising.
0: Who makes Tang?
1: Very very, very few. Uh, that's a good one. Very few you know, local businesses, I think, would have the money to get the naming rights to brand. I don't know what the price tag is either, but I did love the Case IH. Uh, who, who put that out? Was it K-State Man put that out on Twitter? I did get a big crack at that because K- Case IH is a, is a pretty big sponsor. At least they have been for K-State yes. uh, recently, of course. Plus, I've always thought, man, we need to do something with the top of Bramwich Coliseum because the actual roof it has the shape of the octagon. And I'm like, man, we should have painted doom on that years ago, especially with you know, the planes that come in into MHK Airport. Typically, I mean, when I fly in, to MHK, most of the flights will do this thing where they kind of, like especially from Dallas or Chicago, both really, but from Dallas will come in, of course, from the south end, kind of go towards the northeast, and then loop back in towards uh, flying down like towards the southwest. It will land from the east side. Well, that means the windows on the left side of the plane would be looking down from the north at Bramlage Coliseum. Just have the doom facing the plane. That way when teams fly in, they get, they, they get the message. don't think that's a crazy idea. Let's fully embrace this unofficial nickname for Bramlage Coliseum. My first idea was Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center of Doom. Of course, Doom is not a part of the Bramlage name, but that was also another question. I mean, does Coliseum stay in the name? I think it totally just depends on who the sponsor does become. Um, I just worry it's you know not a lame name, you know, like Pepsi. Becomes the name. You know, just something that's just too mainstream. You know, Waterburger is starting to make its way up to uh, <laughs> this area. It's kind of yeah, closing in right from yeah. a couple directions. Wrong state. You Wrong know, I think state. by the time they announce that Whataburger is coming to Manhattan, it's probably right no. around that time Whataburger is ready to become the sponsor for Bramble's. Coliseum. No,
0: totally Texan thing. No, thank you.
1: Well, nobody in Texas other than uh, a baseball stadium in Corpus Christi where, and I've actually called games there, where Waterburger started has a naming right for Waterburger in True. a stadium.
0: True. I'm just stating it's... Time it's time to get bigger,
1: Whataburger. Nah, too much of a Texan thing. It's time... You've already expanded into Kansas. You might as well name a stadium Waterburger. See if I can find some more of these uh, naming ideas. Oh, there was... Uh, Give a shout to coach Nick. He was actually the first one to ring in when I put a tweet out. He says Dara's Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> I love I love just the way it rolls off the tongue. Plus, as a wrestling fan, I get a big kick out of that cuz Dungeon of Doom was actually a faction in WCW in the mid 90s, and if you look up their the like pictures of what they looked like, not only did it scream what you would picture Dungeon of Doom, but also screamed like, mid-'90s science fiction. <laughs> and plus the names of wrestlers that were in this. fact. There were so many of them, by the way. But you had the Taskmaster. You had the Master. You had the Shark. The Yeti. The Giant. The Barbarian. Big Bubba. It, it was ridiculous.
0: One of these things is not like the other. As a
1: matter of fact, Paul White, who played at Wichita State, played a game in Bramwich Coliseum. College basketball player. Ended up becoming the big show in WWE. Was the giant? He that's how he got his start in wrestling, a part of Dungeon of Doom. But anyway, I thought that was a funny name. Big Bubba just didn't fit with that group there. You know what? Big Bubba actually might have been Big Boss Man. He was actually (laughs) he's a he's a Hall of Famer. He was a real like Big Boss Man. He was a jailer in Georgia, and that's how he got the name. I'm not sure if that is him or not. But anyway, keep the names rolling in. I love him, Whitney. Everybody knows Whitney Hartman Wright from Twitter. Fake Patty's Fieldhouse, <laughs> Bill'sbury Crossing Pavilion. Actually, I really uh, like okay. that one. Uh, but but we'd have to make
0: sure that we get the sponsorship from Bill'sbury on that. One.
1: Yeah, probably Tang Party Pavilion. They keep rolling in, and I'm really liking them. I think Texas Tech. Even with the new Big Twelve, I'm actually I don't know what the name of. And maybe Troy would know. Like, what are the names of the? like the BYU UCF like what are their arenas called
0: BYU is the Marriott Center um, UCF I'm not sure Cincinnati utilizes uh, first third bank I believe okay. um, so they already
1: there's already a couple there that have mm-hmm. uh, sponsor names I think Texas Tech is the only one I'm actually I'm positive now Texas Tech is the only uh, like of the 10 or you know not including the four coming in that are now officially in, by the way, since the first, Texas Tech with United Supermarkets Arena is the only one with an actual sponsor for its arena. But they use that arena for a lot of stuff. It's not just Texas Tech basketball. They have concerts all the time. They have a ton of events all the time. It would be sweet if, you know, all this money that comes in, maybe they start putting some more events back in Bramwich Coliseum. You never know.
0: Valid. It also is something that I wonder how much of that uh, naming right money will be earmarked for upgrades of locker rooms and uh, some of the infrastructure that we see when we're inside the building that maybe the average fan doesn't recognize is lagging. Elevator. Elevator. I'd never take the elevator. I, I know, but I'm thinking from an ADA compliance aspect of it. Oh, well. And improved accessibility.
1: The locker rooms are in pretty solid shape. I've been in the locker rooms a, a bunch of times. They they seem they seem pretty solid. I mean, all the updates like when it comes to like player leisure, hanging out, playing video games or whatever, that's what the BTF is for, the training facility. You know, for Bramlage, the, you know, locker room use is simply locker room
0: use. Sure, and I understand that. I'm just pointing out that that still is an area though that you would probably think that they're going to want to upgrade some i still think
1: i don't know when if have you ever been in the locker rooms it has been years since i've been in there they're pretty solid even though i don't know when the last time they've ever they've done any renovating maybe they do need a facelift maybe i'm just crazy but i'd be pretty happy as a player to have those locker rooms for sure They're, they're pretty solid um you know, I don't know about the concourses. I think work has been done very recently to the concourse. A Bramlage Coliseum, certainly a paint job was not that long ago, plus the Shamrock Zone entrance. Man, does that look good on that uh, that north end of Bramlage Coliseum. So, if you have any good ideas for the new uh, naming rights for Bramlage Coliseum, let me know. At Mitch the Fort on Twitter, going to do a top ten list tomorrow. UCF's is Addition Financial Arena. There's another one. They're, so, they're ahead
0: of the game. Yeah, three of the... Three of the four, right off the top, do have sponsors. So
1: it's Houston that doesn't
0: uh, have one. No, Houston is uh, honored uh, is is to honor a former uh, player donor slash all of that. But it, let's be honest, it's fair to money anyway. Sure. When we
1: come back, T Swift fans are crazy. That's next. I didn't want to go all out on that. Didn't want to blow out your speakers. Didn't want to thrash the pipes either. Okay. I don't have specifics on this, but Taylor Swift is playing at Arrowhead Stadium tomorrow night and Saturday night. If you want tickets, you have to go Secondary Market. Cheapest I saw is $1,500. I mean, this might be once the history books... Right itself. I mean, this might be the biggest concert tour of all time, at least most popular. I mean, fans are hanging out, thousands, thousands of them hanging outside stadiums just to hear it. It's not as crazy, though, as it gets, though, for this Taylor Swift tour that's coming to Kansas City this weekend. So I knew about this because I actually have family that was attending. So they actually opened up the outside merch stand at Arrowhead Stadium this morning, and cars were lined up overnight just to get merch. They opened up the lines at 8 o'clock. Hundreds, hundreds of people were in line just to buy merch, and here's the thing. I bet some of them aren't even going to the show, and Arrowhead Stadium will not allow you to stay in the parking lot to listen if you don't have a ticket. They're treating it like Chiefs games. Listen, I respect Taylor Swift. I don't like her music, but I love her as a person. T-Swift fans, you're not going to this concert. You're waiting hours overnight in line just to get a T-shirt. That's crazy. That's nuts. Oh, and I, I,
0: on related, Beyonce's canceled the first two dates of her new tour.
1: I saw that the, uh, the Arrowhead show got moved to a different date. Hour to the game, we're out at, at 5.30. How often is Texas overrated in the preseason poll? We'll find out next. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of K-State President Richard Myers, Athletics Director Gene Taylor... Oh, this is an old script. I pulled up an old script. <laughs> I, I was going to pull up a script, and I thought this was from this last season. And I and then I Ron Burgundyed myself. Sorry about that, President Linton. Yeah, let me try this again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of President Richard Linton, Athletics Director Gene Taylor, and Head Coach Jerome Tang. Welcome to Tubby's Coliseum on the campus of Kansas State <laughs> University. I'm just trying out names. Just trying them out. Yeah. It's gonna be that's going to be a part of the opening sure. PA. I should have known this is an old script. It has, <laughs> it has Bruce Weber still in it. <laughs> As I pulled it up, it was actually... So I just searched for um, script... And for some reason, the first one that popped up was the Texas A&M game in 2021. <laughs> no wonder it's old. Let's see. Who's, starting, who's in the starting lineup that game? Uh, let's see. We had Davion Bradford. We had Casey Ezegu. Nigel Pack was third. Dejuan Gordon was fourth. And then Mike McGurl was fifth. That was the pandemic season. Emmanuel Miller was uh, the first one out of the gate for a uh, and that game. Hmm. Wow. How about that? Anyway, it is the uh, – welcome back to the game. Short hour two. We're on until 5.30. The game after work. Mitch Forder and Troy Coverdale. Have you come up with any good uh, names? I So I put out there on Twitter, I'm looking for new Bramlage Coliseum names. Maybe I should have been more specific. It said sponsored names because not all of them, a lot of them are not sponsored. So – yeah, they're funny ideas, but they don't exactly go with the theme, but that's my fault. I should have been more, you know, exact on what I wanted. But anyway, they're still fun to read. The Case IH one is still pretty funny to me that I saw on uh, somebody made a picture of it, put the logo on top of calls Coliseum. That could be a spot. For, uh, you know, get a little bit more money out of that. Put the logo on the roof. The old school International Harvester logo would be classic. Well, I like that uh, Mercedes-Benz. What well, used to be Mercedes-Benz. Now it's Caesar Superdome. Yes. The logo is on top of the Superdome. Now it's the Caesar's logo is up there. And I thought that was actually a pretty sharp look. Putting the, putting the logo around the, the Superdome as well. That looked good. Of course, you know, again, probably depends on what the logo is, but the Superdome is a, you know, they typically put some sort of lighting on the dome overnight, depends on the colors, but it was like K-State Alabama when the Sugar Bowl took place. But anyway, still looking for your suggestions. I'm going to do a top 10 tomorrow of my favorite uh, sponsored new name ideas for Bramish Coliseum as the news broke uh, earlier today, right around 3.30 that K-State is in search for uh, selling the naming rights to Bramlage Coliseum. So, uh, at Mitch The Ford on Twitter if you have uh, any ideas for that. Meanwhile, the uh, Big 12 preseason poll was released earlier today. K State picked to finish second in the Big 12, receiving 14 first place votes. Texas in first place for the first time since 2012. Texas has been picked to finish first in the Big 12 with 41 first place votes out of 67. And then three through five, you have Oklahoma, Texas Tech, who both received four first place votes. TCU at five with three first place votes. Six through ten is Baylor. The Cowboys of Oklahoma State got a first place vote. They're at seven, eight, nine, ten, UCF, Kansas, and Iowa. And then eleven through fourteen, BYU, and I'm fine with them being down there. Houston, Cincinnati was a bit of a surprise at 13, and then West Virginia at 14. I thought. Iowa State at 10, yeah, that's that's fine. I, you know, I did have Iowa State and West Virginia basically tied for 13. I couldn't pick who I wanted to be in last place. As a matter of fact, I actually think I went with West Virginia, and I did. I have Iowa State at uh, 13. To be honest with my poll, it's actually quite similar, at least teams in the neighborhood of like maybe one spot off. Other than Cincinnati, that was my biggest miss. at six. Cincinnati at 6. They got talent, really solid talent. Uh, but the media poll says... 13 but that again brings up the yearly tradition of bashing Texas because we always feel like they're overrated there are some years for sure I do feel that they're overrated this year when they're picked to finish first no surprise of them getting the first place spot you know I honestly don't think even if they don't finish in first this is too far off of where they will end up at the end of the day Yes, they do replace, of course, a lot of talent. Not going to run through the names, but you know, I think they've done a good job of replacing that talent. K-State is in a similar spot of who they're replacing, superstar-wise, just filling spots that they need to with the transfer portal. They've done almost the exact same thing as Texas done has done in the offseason when it comes into filling spots. It's almost the exact same stuff. It's crazy similar to K-State and Texas. No surprise, K-State and Texas, one and two. K-State is in the second spot. I'm sure a lot of the media that voted K-State or Texas one voted K-State two. Oklahoma is probably the exception there. I'm sure Oklahoma had a decent amount of second-place votes. I do not agree with Oklahoma being third. I'm not that high on the Sooners. But really, everything else, I have no issues with. But how overrated is Texas year in and year out? Because this has gone back since the 2011 season. Actually, let's, let's phrase it this way. Because it's been two stories really kind of rolled into one. K-State is always undervalued. Texas seems to always be overvalued. Well, let's look at the numbers. Because I think we actually, I mean, are we just saying this? Was it this just a result of one year or two years that Texas was overrated? And we're just kind of riding that? riding those coattails, we're just, it's year in, year out. We're still living off of that reputation that they had for a couple of years. That was like seven years ago or six years ago, five years ago, whatever. Do they just have that reputation because it happened a couple of times, not too long ago. So let's look at the numbers. Uh, let's see here. So in the last 12 years, I went back and looked at all of the preseason polls and then looked at the results. So, Troy, would you like to take a stab at, out of all those seasons, those 12 years going back to 2011, how many of those seasons was Texas ranked a certain number, but then finished worse than projected? How many times out of the 12? Nine. No. Oh, really? Not nine. Okay. Six times. Half. Six times, okay. Texas was picked to finish higher than they actually finished, a.k.a. overrated. But, you know, there were some years as well where really Texas was just one spot off of matching what, where they were projected. If you look at the times that Texas finished way off the mark, they were way overhyped. How many times did that happen? Three of the six times. Some were really bad. So those at three of those six times, those three times were two or more spots off of where they were projected to finish. So it's fair to say that three of the last 12 years, Texas was definitely overrated. Those other three times was really close. And then the other six times, they were either tied as in the media got it right, exactly right, or they were better than they were projected. So does Texas really deserve the hate that they get for being overrated? My answer is yes, even though it's only been three times. Because we, for some reason... Texas kind of does it to themselves because they, they respond to criticism, which is mocking what they were criticized with. And that was when Texas beat Notre Dame in week one years ago. Texas is back, folks. <laughs> well, they just they get a big win and then they kind of just do it to themselves. They like to rub it down your throats, and then they never finish strong. That's the issue. Texas cannot finish strong. With losses to Kansas in multiple years in the last half decade. With having control their own destiny, and they blow it. They have not won the Big 12 in over a decade. God, that's beautiful. There's always... Too much hype for Texas now when I mention that they you know they, they've had a lot of preseason praise, but they've only been overrated real bad three times they're still always in the top four or five never hardly ever ranked in the bottom half of the big 12. the only time I think that's happened maybe twice and that was you know Charlie Strong was the coach at the time, and things just were not going well. I mean the loss to KU is the reason why. You know, he lost his job. You know, that was at least, you know, there's was the final nail in the coffin. They just always do it to themselves. Yet, the national media always believes in that they're going to be back and ready to contend for a national championship. And that's another thing. It's not always just just focusing on the conference. It's, all right, well, what are their chances for the college football playoff? We just, we can't escape that dialogue and that discussion with Texas year in and year out. So I think, in a way, it's kind of deserved that they receive backlash, even though they're not always picked to finish first in the Big 12. It's always – it goes way too far with what can Texas be, and it's simply because of past success in a brand.
0: To illustrate your point about bad finishes, they've had three or more conference losses in nine of the last 11 seasons.
1: I'd love to know how many of those are like in the final half of the conference slate.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They, always play, they always play themselves out. And it doesn't matter who the coach is. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, it seems like, you know, Texas is definitely now at this time trending upwards, even though they, as they make their transition to the SEC, they seem to be trending in a much better direction than Oklahoma. It seems like that has flipped. You know, with Oklahoma leading the and Texas leaving the conference I mean Oklahoma was always the top dog in the conference they're always the first place finish not Texas still amazes me
0: Mac Brown's worst year was a five and seven year everything else saw him with a winning mark
1: yet every time Oklahoma was picked to finish first in the big 12 it seems like it was always Texas that was preseason ranked higher yep and was getting more talk of, you know, can they be the ones to make the postseason run Threaten for a national championship? They got a lot more of that talk than Oklahoma did, it feels like. And now it's Texas. I mean, they're finally now trending in a better direction than Oklahoma took a long time. But I do believe Like after all that being said, I do believe in Texas this year. I really do. And, you know, I've mentioned as well with Oklahoma, like, they need a big 2023 year. If they don't prove, if Brent Venables doesn't prove that this team this year is much better than last year, a very disappointing 6-7 and seven season, if they don't prove they're a lot better, I mean, Oklahoma's in trouble. With this transition to the SEC, they're going to get eaten alive. And Brent Venables might not have a job for much longer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, typically it's like a three-year trial or whatever, and kind of took. And Brent Venables was a coordinator for such a long time, and then finally becomes a head coach. Felt like this was the right place to be, even though the exit from OU the, the first time around was not exactly great. They pulled the trigger. Oklahoma could be in big trouble in 2023, but no, I, I don't feel one ounce of sadness. For Oklahoma for being overrated, or at least being projected around here as being overrated, and I'm sure they are a lot of other places as well. But I know a lot of, irks a lot of people that they're getting first place, even though it's the first time in 12 years. And honestly, they might deserve it this year. They might deserve it. Although I pick cats to finish first. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish the show. Ask us anything after these words.
0: You're locked into the game on News Radio KMAN.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of K-State President Richard Linton, Athletics Richard Gene Taylor, and Head Coach Jerome Tang, welcome to Edward Jones, Agent Mark Ewing Coliseum on the campus of Kansas State University. I'm just not sure. Just not sure. I know he'd have the money. What you got? What's the worst ever
0: sponsored arena slash Now, what's the worst sponsor you have heard for a venue? I'm going with California's Kabam Field at California Memorial Stadium. It lasted five years. A game maker. Kabam. What is the, um, is it Louisville that has the KFC? The KFC Center. KFC Yum Center. Yum, there it is. Yep. Uh, And they also had the unfortunate football stadium named papa john's
1: oh yeah Yeah, that wasn't good that's tough that's tough i'm trying to think i'm thinking like smoothie king center that's in new orleans i actually really like that one i think that has a ring to it um gosh tough question but i know there's some out there i was never a fan of um like university phoenix stadium cardinals
0: yeah that's Iffy
1: stayed across the street from that, whether on a baseball trip during the COVID year or like it was 2021, still heavily in the COVID stuff. And I was like, University of Phoenix. And I was like, I see it up close. I'm like, no. Online. Good for them to have that kind of money.
0: The interesting aspect of that is that the University of Phoenix football team remains unbeaten.
1: See, I know um, like soccer stadiums in Europe. Have fantastic names, but I don't know any of the names. All right, guys, we got to bounce. We're on for uh, an hour and a half tomorrow. We're at 5 30, just like today. David G will join us once again in studio. Keep sending me your sponsored new names for Bramlich Coliseum at MitchTheFord on Twitter. Going to do a top 10 list of the best ones tomorrow. But for, for now, we got to go. For Troy Coverdale, I'm Mitch Fortner. Go, cats.